0: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. And tonight we will focus on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks in 2020 coming off a 12-4 season, first in the NFC West, They are right now over at BetMGM, minus 125 to make the playoffs, plus 105 to miss out on the playoffs, reason being, it's probably the toughest division in all of football. You got the Rams, who everybody has high expectations for with Matthew Stafford. I know Pro Football Focus today was like, pump the brakes on this Matthew Stafford love fest. The guy has literally never won a playoff game in his career, but... I believe in Matthew Stafford being able to throw the ball down the field. And what were the Rams not able to do, especially after week 13 when Sean McVay literally did not allow Jared Goff to throw the ball down the field. Jared Goff didn't throw a pass over 25 yards, I don't think, the final three weeks of the season. Yet still, they won double-digit games, ended up falling to the Packers in the playoffs in a game where Jalen Ramsey got absolutely abused by Devontae Adams. Granted, some of that was in pre-snap motion, and they schemed Devontae open. Still, when he named his top three receivers – he doesn't even have Devonte on that list. I find that crazy talk. I'll get myself the bell. I did not mean to bring up the Packers right there. Uh, the Seahawks, 25 to 1 right now over at BetMGM to win the Super Bowl. The Seattle Seahawks, I kind of treat them like I've treated the Packers under the Mike McCarthy era. There, I did it again. Where Russell Wilson is, I call him the ultimate deodorant. Like, in the McCarthy era... Aaron Rodgers literally had to cover up the stink that was the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they had Ladarius Gunter covering Julio Jones in an NFC title game. How do you think that worked out? Not well. Same thing with Seattle. When Russell Wilson was on a rookie contract and they were able to pay guys on the defensive side of the ball, the Legion of Boom, they were unstoppable. I mean, they won a Super Bowl. They really probably should have won, too, but Pete Carroll lost his damn mind and didn't hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch and tried to make Russell Wilson the hero. We all remember the Malcolm Butler interception for the Patriots and how that one ended. But Russell Wilson now is the ultimate deodorant. The offensive line stinks. They have Chris Carson, yet Pete Carroll, for some reason, doesn't want to give Chris Carson the ball. And I promise you this because I'm a fantasy owner of Chris Carson. Finally had to let him go in my dynasty league. Couldn't carry him anymore because Pete Carroll refuses to give him the football. But Russell Wilson carries that team. Every week he's running for his life. You know, he lost Doug Baldwin, who retired a little bit early. Love DK Metcalf, but still, it's Russell Wilson pretty much or bust every single week for the Seahawks. That defense, obviously not the same since they lost all Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, but still they find ways to win double digit games. And that's why I find it crazy that Russell Wilson has never even got an MVP vote. I thought especially the first eight weeks of the season before Rodgers really ran away with it and Dak getting injured because, I mean, Dak was on fire the first couple weeks of the season despite the fact that his defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. But I thought Russell Wilson just deserved a little bit more respect. Things fell apart the second half of the season, but a lot of that had to do with the offensive line and the play calling. Pete Carroll, especially the first couple years in Seattle, one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Lately, I question that. But again, they did finish 12 and 4 And uh, right now, that win total, over 9.5 wins over at BetMGM, minus 150 odds for the Seahawks to win 10 games. And again, I'm going to continue to say this when we do these season previews. I have to keep reminding myself that it is now a 17-game schedule. But the Seahawks, over 9.5 wins at BetMGM right now, minus 150 odds. The under 9.5 wins, plus 125. So you're getting plus money right there. And I don't hate that, to be quite honest. Uh, when Quinton gets back on the show, I know he'll defend the Seahawks. I know that he's probably in tears right now that he doesn't get to talk Russell Wilson. You guys think I talk a lot of Aaron Rodgers. He will find a way to bring up Russell Wilson. The guy's a Washington football fan, Washington football team fan, but will always find a way to bring up Russell Wilson the same way that I bring up Aaron Rodgers. He just won't admit it. But Wilson's going to have to have a ridiculous type season, an MVP type campaign to look at this team as a legit Super Bowl contender. 25 to 1 odds, 11 to 1 to win the NFC, to make the playoffs, minus 125 odds over at BetMGM to not miss the play or to miss the playoffs, uh, plus 105. Their key addition, Gerald Everett as the tight end, not sold on that. I'll tell you one pick that I don't mind, though. I just got done talking about it. The guy never gets votes, doesn't get enough respect. In my opinion, even though I can't stand the Seahawks, especially after the NFC title game a couple of years back, where the Packers blew a three score lead in like seven minutes. Everybody was texting me, congratulating me, oh my God, you're going back to the Super Bowl. And I said, shut up, shut your mouths, you're going to jinx it. And what ends up happening? An onside kick where Brandon Bostic loses his damn mind and gets in the way of Jordy Nelson for some reason. Game goes to overtime. Rodgers never touches the ball because Russell Wilson throws a deep ball for a touchdown game over because that's how good Russell Wilson is. He makes plays with his legs. He could throw the ball downfield. He's smart with the football sometimes. Sometimes he makes questionable decisions. But again, it's because they don't run the football. They don't give the ball to Chris Carson for some stupid reason. But I do like Russell Wilson as a 20-to-1 MVP candidate over at BetMGM right now. I keep pumping in the Matthew Stafford comments. I just, I think that he could have a big year in McVay's offense. But also, let's say there's a couple injuries. Let's say Cooper Cup goes down or Robert Woods goes down. I don't know if I'm sold on the running game as much with the Rams right now. Maybe I'm wrong with Cam Akers. You know, maybe he has a big year. And especially I'm not going to bet against McVay's play calling, but Russell Wilson, 20 to 1 to win his first MVP. I love that. I'll tell you what I hate, even at 30 to one coach of the year for Pete Carroll. I just, I don't think they made enough uh, additions to the defensive side of the ball. They are no longer the legion of boom. And I don't know if I could buy into the Seahawks as legit contenders or Pete Carroll, even at 30 to one as coach of the year candidate. Now they add Shane Waldron as the offensive coordinator. What's that going to mean for Russell Wilson in the passing game? You know, Maybe Russell Wilson's just going to put together just this ridiculous type season where he throws 4,800 yards, 52 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions, but they're going to limit the turnovers, and he's going to have to have a big year. Their season, though, I mean, they kick off week one against the Colts. I just got done talking about how I'm buying into the Colts. Scary, I know. You're buying into Carson Wentz, who, like Brian Baldinger said, like, you know, with Carson Wentz, we're going to have to watch a couple weeks of Carson Wentz to see if he's officially back. Carson Wentz was putting together an MVP-type season, obviously, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He goes down, Nick Foles takes over. I'll always feel bad for Carson Wentz, because when he retires in 10 years, let's say this thing in Indy doesn't end up working out, will he be able to call himself a Super Bowl champion, even though he was probably destined to win the MVP that year before he went down with that injury? Because he had to sit there on the sidelines in street clothes and watch Nick Foles, of all people, lead the Eagles to that Super Bowl. I almost feel for Carson Wentz. Then they draft Jalen Hurts last year. He had the yips, but also at the same time, he had no offensive line. His best receiver for a short period of time was Greg Ward Jr. was a college quarterback. Travis Fulgham, who got cut from the Packers practice squad. Elshon Jeffrey, who can't stay healthy. He's not even in the league right now. He's still a free agent. He had literally no options to throw the ball to and no offensive line. That's who the Seahawks open up week one against. Their week, uh, their their bye is week nine, and that's in between games against the Jacksonville Jags, who I don't really have very high expectations from. That was the team I was hoping to see on Hard Knocks, just because how great would it be every Sunday to sit back or Monday, whenever the hell they're going to air it this year, and watch Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Tim Tebow, the tight end. Like I was really hoping to see the Jags, the Cowboys. It'll be a fun story. We get to see Mike McCarthy on Hard Knocks, but I really wanted to see the Jags, especially with this Urban Meyer experiment, because we'll probably only get three years of Urban Meyer in Jacksonville before either health reasons or he'll miss his family, and then the next week he'll take a TV gig and not be anywhere near his family, but that's a story for another day. So their week nine bye is between games against Jacksonville, and then the following week they get Green Bay, and that's October 31st and November 14th. I'm out on the Seahawks this year. I'm in on Russell Wilson, which is crazy to say, because obviously if they don't make the playoffs, Russell Wilson is not going to be an MVP. But if you're going to play the under, and if you're not buying into the Seahawks, but you maybe want to take a chance that maybe they do win 12 games again, that would be my play. Russell Wilson to win MVP, especially at a 20-to-1 price, which is over there at uh, BetMGM right now. But with Seattle, I mean, that that's my issue. Like, Russell Wilson legitimately, I think, wanted out. But Russell Wilson, unlike, you know, a guy that... Like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I think Russell Wilson cares about his image a little bit more than those guys do. Like, I feel like especially this stage of Brady's career, after all that time in New England, he was just sick of Bill, and he wanted out, and he got out. Now he's in Tampa Bay, and he's living his best life. We just watched him in the match. You saw him after he won the Super Bowl, even though the guy doesn't even drink caffeine. He was hammered on a boat, tossing the Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy, back and forth. Brady's living his best life right now. You saw Rodgers living his best life right now. But when those rumors, I guess we'll call, or reports or whatever, came out and Dan Patrick had it and Mike Florio had it, where Russell Wilson had three or four destinations where he wanted to play. And if you look at the the destinations, they all made sense, obviously, right? Chicago, to play with the Bears. That defense, granted they lost a little bit. You know, they lost Kyle Fuller and whatnot. Is Khalil Mack still Khalil Mack? You know, that offense with Russell Wilson throwing the ball, With Allen Robinson, I think would have been dynamite. Also, what's Chicago? A huge media market. His wife is Sierra. So I think that that would be big for her. Las Vegas was another one of those teams. But I think once those reports came out, Russell Wilson was like, all right, we got to pump the brakes here because you know my reputation means everything. He's the wholesome guy. Uh, He's the goody two-shoes. And he did not want his name being involved in talks of whether it being traded or whatever they were going to do to get rid of Russell Wilson. But... We'll see what Seattle looks like this year. But that's the odds for them. 11-1 to 1 to win the NFC. To make the playoffs, minus 125. To miss the playoffs over at BetMGM. Plus 105. The win total, 9.5. Juice to the over, minus 150. Plus 125 if you want to jump on the under. Which, you look at that and you're like, 9.5 wins for a team that won 12 games. Didn't really lose a whole lot offensively or defensively. But didn't really add a whole lot. And what did they need to add? They needed to add offensive line protection for Russell Wilson because he could beat you with his legs. But at this stage of his career, do you really want Russell Wilson running for his life? Do you really want him hit getting hit from the blind side, blind side nonstop? Look how that treated Andrew Luck, you know, a couple of years of getting knocked around and now he's out of the league. So you got to protect your quarterback defensively. I don't know if they get any worse. I don't know if they get any better. They have to generate a pass rush. The secondary has to be much better. But uh, I think if Russell Wilson has to carry this team again, it should be interesting. But you look at that 12 and 4 record last year, first in the NFC West, and you look at the win total. Well, why is it down to nine and a half? And I just said the division got much better. You know, you're going to have to face the Rams twice. I have high expectations for the Rams. I don't know what to do with, with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what my thoughts on the Cardinals are yet. They made the splashy moves in the offseason. I mean, obviously you love last year where they pick up DeAndre Hopkins, especially for a broken down version of David Johnson. But luckily for them, Bill O'Brien lost his damn mind. And that's why he's calling plays for Alabama this season under Nick Saban and is no longer the head coach of the Texans or the general manager. Why that happened, why that was an actual thing. Bill O'Brien is the general manager making the front office decisions. Don't ask me. It was bad enough when he was calling the plays, gave up calling the plays, then retook over calling the plays. Didn't make any sense. But with the Cardinals, you know, Coming into this season, they, they make these moves, but like what does JJ Watt have to offer this stage of his career? Is he still going to draw a double team? I don't think he's going to give you double-digit sacks. We'll wait and see there. For me, out on the Seahawks, I would probably stay away from the win total. Um, if anything, I'd play the under plus money, plus 105. Tell you, I do like this Russell Wilson 20 to 1 MVP ticket. No thanks on the 30 to 1 coach of the year for Pete Carroll, though, unless he realizes Chris Carson's on his team, gives him 20 carries a game.